You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. When you look at life's situations and circumstances, the things that people are facing, you realize that life is not a play park, it's not a joyride, but it's the battle of all ages where Christ has given us the victory. And to walk in victory, it's very important that you find yourself in the, of, in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. David faced a real giant, Goliath. And that giant was shouting at him, declaring things at him, wanted to kill, steal, and destroy him. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, hold on to your confession. Tell them again, say, hold on to your confession. Family, whatever you are facing right now, you don't have to accept defeat and failure. David was facing a giant, but he never accepted defeat and failure. From a natural point of view, that giant was much bigger than him, stronger than him, trained better than him, had bigger weapons than him, had been a soldier longer than what he had been. And he was shouting at him that he was going to destroy him, kill him, and feed his flesh to the birds of the air. But David said, no, you've not come against me. You've come against my God. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. As we are approaching 2020, 2020, What is God saying about 2020? 2020 is going to be a prophetic year. It's a year of the Spirit, things of the Spirit. It's a year for the church of God to shine like never before. Amen? Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Family, ask yourself in the race that you are running, what are the things ensnaring you? What are the sins that so quickly pull you down? Where you feel like you're moving at a good pace, suddenly this thing comes and it pulls you down. What is that one thing? The Bible says we should lay it aside, the weight, the sin that so easily ensnare us. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. What you are saying about your situation matters. Do you know what is the biggest problem that we have right now? Is pretense. People pretending to be something that they are not. You have to be real. When you come to God, you have to come in humility and sincerity of heart. You have to go and look at your progress. The things that you do today has an effect upon your future tomorrow. 
if you want the favor of God upon your life next year, let me see your hand if you want the favor of God upon your life next year. You have to position yourself now already to attract the favor of God. It means the things that you do now, the things that you allow now, has an impact on your future next year. Amen? The thing that keep people back, mistakes of the past, things that you've done wrong. Everybody makes mistakes. Jesus came to remove, disconnect you from your past and to connect you to your good future. It says in this race that we are running, the things that are keeping you back, lay it aside. Lay it aside. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, what is that thing that is keeping you back? Just with what I've said already, you know your own life is a message and a sermon to you. You can learn from mistakes from the past. Don't let your mistakes become your identity, but learn from those mistakes. Turn to the person next to you and say, learn from your mistakes. Tell them again, say, learn from your mistakes. You have to look at the mistakes that you have made and learn from them. Many of you have a word and a promise from God. Joseph had a promise from God. God said to him, I'm going to make you a great leader. A matter of fact, the greatness that you will have will be to such a degree that your own father and mother will come and bow down before you. What's the next thing that happened to him? He found himself in a pit. That's contrary to what God told him. Have you found yourself in a situation like that where God has given you a promise and the next minute what you are facing is completely the opposite of what God told you? Don't accept failure. When Joseph was in the pit, he said, I know where I belong. The situation where he found himself in had nothing to do with him. He was innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. After his brothers threw him in the pit, the next thing that happened is the king's wife lied about him and said he wanted to rape her. What an accusation. But he never started to murmur or complain because he knew he had to continue to plant the right kind of seed to have the right kind of harvest in the future. Family, no sermon is louder than your own testimony, your own life. Just think for one minute, your own life is preaching to you. Has your own life, your own mistakes of the past ever told you, don't do that again? Let me see your hand. Some things that you've done, your life has been preaching to you, say, don't do that again. When you make a mistake like that the first time, it's fine. Learn from it and move on. If you make the same mistake now again, it's a decision. 
you are choosing to do it and you are planting that kind of seed. When unrighteousness is thrown at you, continue to plant righteous seeds. When you continue to plant righteous seeds, you will have a righteous harvest. Turn to the person next to you and say, plant righteous seeds. Tell them again, say, plant righteous seeds. Family, if you have to be truthful to yourself, you've tasted darkness and you've seen that it tastes very bitter. And you've tasted light and you've seen that it's very sweet. Turn with me to Galatians 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, do not lose heart. Continue to do good. Family, the Passion Translation, let me read that to you quickly. Make no mistake about it, God will never be mocked, for what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the Spirit. In whatever situation you are facing, if people are cursing you, plant seeds of blessing. If people are despitefully using you, pray for them. Life has got a way of making use of people. What do I mean by that? Your life situations, the things that you are facing are changing you. Instead of you learning from life situations and changing it. The mistakes that you have made, people look at challenges, difficulties, and they let those things embrace them, become a part of them, and label them, and they say, now I'm a mistake. Because everybody makes mistakes. Don't let life circumstances label you. Don't let life situations overcome you. But through the things that you see in life, overcome those situations. Learn from them. Most people, when they look at the things around them, it becomes too much. People give up so quickly today. Give up so quickly today. One argument with a friend and you end the friendship. One disagreement with a friend, I'll cut you. That's how quickly we give up on a friendship. One embarrassment at your work. The boss saying something that you don't like and you quit your job. 
one simple disagreement with a spouse and you've got divorce papers. And we give up so quickly. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't give up so quickly. That friendship with the one thing that they've done that really made you angry, that really disappointed you, that one weakness that you are focusing upon, you're forgetting the 10 strengths that that person has got. Those 10 strengths can help you more than focusing upon that one weakness. Turn to the person next to you and say, I know you have weaknesses, but I'm more excited about all your strengths. Your strengths will help me, and my strengths can help you. I need your strengths to help with my weaknesses, and my strengths will help with your weaknesses. We need each other. Don't destroy a friendship over one disagreement. People doubt, bow down to the weight and the worries of this world too quickly. Allowing it to label them, to shape them. Don't do it. Imagine Joseph when God told him, you are going to be a ruler. You are going to be a savior. And now suddenly things in his life are contrary to what God said. Imagine if he started complaining and murmuring. Lord, but you said you're going to do this. Why haven't you done it? Would God been able to do what he wanted to do if he had that kind of a mindset and an attitude to murmur and complain? You have to train your heart to be a good servant and not a master to say everything that you feel in your heart. Let me see your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Family, what you want to become in life, what you know God has called you to become, don't give up. Turn to the person next, you, next to you and say, don't give up. Tell them again, say, don't give up. People will disappoint you. Just come to church. You expect somebody to greet you and they don't greet you. You're disappointed. Somebody said they're going to help you today. You're supposed to meet them here and now suddenly they're not here. People will disappoint you. Big disappointments and small disappointments. Don't take it too hard. When you read the Word of God, God encourages us, God motivates us not to give up. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't give up. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Kings 7. I've learned in life, especially in my walk with God, that every obstacle becomes a solution. Things that are in the road that seem like a stumbling block, with God you turn them into stepping stones. 
never give up. Turn to the person next to you and say, never give up. Tell them again, say, never give up. Instead of letting that disappointment label you, see what is the experience that you can gain from it because in that lies the blessing. It was Joseph's time in prison that trained him, that equipped him, so that when he was a ruler and he had to sell the wheat to feed everybody, he knew every trick in the book. He knew the behavior of every criminal, every thief, and they couldn't outsmart him in any way. He learned from it when he was in prison. It made him a better ruler. Turn to the person next to you and say, learn from your experiences. Tell them, don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive. Let's look at 2 Kings 7, verse 1. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat it. Well, he declared something that was impossible. They had extreme hunger, no food food scarcity and the man of God declared and he said by tomorrow your problems will be solved and this commander said even look even if God has to open the windows of heaven it cannot happen you know who's the people that God used four leprous men four leprous men family I want to encourage you if God has given you a word believe it believe it this man didn't believe it and the man of God said you will see it but you will not eat of it you'll see it I'm still going to do what I said I'm going to do but you won't enjoy it turn to the person next you say believe the word of God tell them again say believe the word of God In what God has called you, if your vision is truly from God, it will be so big that you cannot accomplish it by yourself. You'll need people. That's why you have to protect the relationships that God has given you. When disappointments come, don't just break off a relationship, but protect that friendship. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your friendships. These four men didn't fall into self-pity. They looked at the situation and they said, you know what, well, we cannot stay here. We have to move on. Verse 3, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? Turn to the person next to you and say, take action. Tell them, if you believe it, you have to take action. Let's take our situation here. In the word that God has given us, you cannot blame 
the econ economic situation of a country. You cannot blame those that are around you. While you are blaming your situation and your circumstances, while you are blaming the people around you, you will never change. And for you to go from where God wants you, to, where you are right now to where God wants you to be, you need to change. We cannot continue to do things the same way we used to do it. You have to assess yourself, do an evaluation of yourself and say, where am I heading right now? Where is it I want to go and what needs to change? When I look at myself and I say, what kind of a pastor do I want to be next year? What kind of a pastor do I want to be a year from now, five years from now? I ask myself, what are the things that need to change in my life so that I can become that pastor next year, five years from now? What kind of a husband do I want to be next year? What needs to change for me to be that kind of a husband? What kind of a husband do I want to be five years from now? What are the things that I have to change? What kind of a father would I want to be next year, five years from now? What needs to change? What kind of a congregation member do I want to be next year? What needs to change? Because if you know you have to change and you don't change, you are deceiving yourself if you think things will change. Now it's very quiet. We're two months away from the new year. When the new year comes, everybody wants to say, Happy New Year. And they have many New Year resolutions. Why? Because they know the things that they've done in the year, they don't want to do it anymore. And they say, These are the new things that I want to do in the new year. There's new gym memberships at the beginning of this year. I'm going to go to the gym. I know I've not been going to the gym in 2019 and 2020. I want to go more to gym. People say, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop swearing. I'm going to stop drinking. I mean, all New Year's resolutions. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Why wait until then? Make the decision now. Those things, those weights, those things that are linked to defeat and failure, Disconnect yourself from those things now already and start planting those good seeds now already. Turn to the person next to you and say, take action now. Because as long as you don't change, you might have the tendency to classify yourself as a failure. You're not a failure. When you are linked up with God, defeat and failure are things of the past. Let me rephrase it. In the mind of God... There's no such thing as failure. When God looks at you, He does not see defeat and failure. He sees success. The spirit that you have on the inside of you is the spirit of Christ. It's a victorious spirit. It's a spirit that cannot fail. You missed a good place to say amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I cannot fail when God is my source. Tell them again, say, I cannot fail when God is my source. So you have to start to change your confession. Amen? 
the things that you are looking at that looks like defeat and failure, they are things of the past. Many times we, young people are writing exams now. You fail one exam, now you want to give up and say, I don't want to study this course anymore. Don't give up. Just because you had a business failure does not mean you're a failure. Just because a relationship didn't work out doesn't mean you're a failure. No relationship will work out. Change your way of thinking and start looking at yourself the way that God sees you. In God's mind, you are a success. Amen? In God's mind, you're a success. Let me read on from verse 8. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. And they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. Turn to the person next to you say, you are blessed to be a blessing. Tell them again, say, you are blessed to be a blessing. Tell them you are saved to save others. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents intact. Family, these four leprous men had a lot of things against them. Can you imagine the long distance they had to walk to the Syrian camp? Not feeling well, feeling weak. They've not had something to eat. Situation, circumstances against them. No donkey, no horse, nothing. But they made a decision to change, to break the cycle of life. Many of things that you are in, it's a cycle that's repeating itself the whole time. Make a decision to break that cycle. Amen? Believe the Word of God. You are not a failure. When God looks at you, He only sees success, only sees the good things that He has planned for you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, there's hope for you. It's something to meditate upon. This week, go and meditate upon. In the mind of God, there's no such thing as failure. When Jesus died on the cross and the disciples thought God was dead, they saw failure. God the Father was sitting back and he was busy with the salvation of mankind. It teaches you, even if the situation looks like God is dead, you should train your heart and know God is more in control than ever before. He's just busy equipping you and training you to get to the place where he wants you to be. Amen? Family, I want to encourage you. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, examine yourself. Self-examination. Go look at yourself and see where you find yourself. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Test yourself. 
See if you are confessing what you are believing or are you confessing what you are seeing? Are you confessing what you are hearing? Are you confessing situations? Are you confessing circumstances? Are you confessing what God has said about you? Test yourself to see whether you are in faith. Anybody can say they are in faith. But for you to truly be in faith, your confession needs your heart's full agreement. And only you will know if what you are saying, you're believing in your heart. See, so examine yourself and test yourself to see whether you're in faith. Test yourselves. Do, not, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Family is giving you good news. When you know Jesus Christ is on the inside of you, nothing can disconnect you from God. Jesus, when he prayed for his disciples, he said, Father... The glory that you have given me, I have given them. They are in me and I am in you so that the world can believe. For people or situations or circumstances to separate you from Jesus, they'll have to separate Jesus from the Father and that's not going to happen. That's why Paul wrote in Romans 8, what is there that can separate you from the love of God? When you know that God loves you, you know God will see you through. So God will allow these things to happen to train you and to get you ready for where he wants to take you. I grew up in a church where one of the first prayers they taught us was the, the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Have you ever prayed that prayer, Lord, your will be done? So if you're saying, Lord, your will be done, and suddenly you find yourself in a pit like Joseph, why are you complaining? Start to look at that situation differently and say, thank you, Jesus, that you are busy equipping me, getting me ready to take me from where I am to where you want me to be. If that situation is equipping you, if that situation is making you pray more, hold on more to Jesus, seek Jesus more, has that situation not become your friend instead of your enemy? Turn to the person next to you and say, look at your situation differently. The problem in the church today is we want to instruct God. God, this is the way that you should do it. These brothers of mine, I see their bad attitude. Don't let me be the one fall in the pit. Throw all of them in the pit, Lord. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Bless your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Be different. Plant the right kind of seed so that you can finish strong. I want to encourage you. You want God to do great things in your life next year? Make a decision today. And say, what do I have to plant today to have a good harvest next year? If you living in the fullness of God, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and you're seeing His faithfulness and goodness, at the end of this year, you'd want a continuation. That God will just continue to do what He's doing in your life already. Amen. I'm closing with the last scripture, Revelations 4 verse 1. Revelations 4, verse 1. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice 
which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. When I looked, I saw an open door in heaven. An open door in heaven. Family, where you find yourself right now, if you've been facing defeat and failure, don't accept it. When God is your source, you cannot fail. When David faced Goliath, he kept his solid front. He was holding on to his confession. The giant was confessing things. The devil is confessing things. Killing, stealing, and destroying. But David kept his solid front. What made the difference? David found himself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Whereas the giant, although he was bigger and stronger, found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. When you find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus, you can confess the promises of God with confidence. Even if you are facing some setbacks, it's not permanent. God is using that to equip you. These four leprous men knew in the setback that they faced, the disappointment, if you had to ask them now, they would tell you in that setback, behind that setback, was waiting the blessings of God. Abundance of blessings, not only for yourself, but for everybody. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.